right, Marilyn, thank you very much for taking the time to have this interview with me. Um, we'll go straight in with the first question. Uh, what are the most common types of deals you provide insurance for? So I head up trade finance and supply chain finance at AIG. So what we tend to see is short-term working capital related deals in the trade world. So we're talking about supply chain finance, which is basically payables finance. We're talking about receivables. Uh, we're talking about trade loans. So the key is short-term, usually less than a year, but it can go up to maybe uh, 18 months under our re reinsurance treaties. Um, usually self-liquidating and typically you've got buyers and sellers and the insured is a bank or some other funder. Mm -hmm. And just out of curiosity, what about traders? Work with traders as well? We work with traders as well. Um, usually the top traders, obviously there's more volatility and it would depend on what, what is being traded. Um, so we actually talked about that earlier today in the conference. Um, but we, we generally are open to most industries and with traders we obviously look at what their core assets are. Um, so we have run into certain issues where um, certain traders uh, just have receivables as their asset. And so we will look into kind of what their core assets are. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say that's a, that's a, a no-go area or anything mm. like that. Uh, going to the next question. Uh, going forward, do you expect your clients to use the insurance market more often? And if so, why? Yeah, so we are seeing uh, certainly a growth, and I think it reflects trade as an asset class. I think you know it's viewed as a, a very low risk area where the margins are still relatively okay when compared to the CDS prices. And so it's an area where banks are certainly growing, where non-banks are growing with the fintechs coming into play. So I think we're seeing growth there just because there, there's growth around trade. Um, but importantly, I think regulation is also making uh, banks and, and other funders, but particularly banks, really look at insurance more as a risk mitigant uh, due to Basel III, the potential for Basel IV, and so certainly that's become a focus of my business. We're really always trying to focus on how can we make a Basel III compliance solution that reduces conditionality and makes it easier for banks to use insurance, and then of course more economical for them to do their deals because they can replace the risk of the obligor with the risk of AIG, which is usually a far greater uh, benefit. Fantastic. And staying on the regulation side, do you think regulations such as Basel IV and PRA threaten the insurance market at all? Yeah, so this is an interesting question. I mean, certainly we're, we're staying alert to exactly what the proposals are. Um, the PRA uh, guidance obviously was something concerning in terms of the on-demand uh, commentary, although some of their other comments uh, were perhaps less concerning. That one we really focused on, and that would, I think, have a huge impact on the market. And so we've obviously uh, consulted on that basis, um, but I, I, I think that will probably work its way round in, in, a good, in a good way because insurance is so important uh, to, to the bank industry. I think Basel IV, it remains to be seen. Um, many banks are, are of the view that they'll have to use insurance more actually and there will still be a great benefit. Uh, I think it will depend how it plays out. And so I think that's an area where you can certainly do lots of reporting and researching because we're, we're uh, very interested to see how that goes and very active in, in steering that, the, the fate in that area. And just quickly to touch on Brexit. Yeah, so uh, 
I mean, Brexit, I think, is something that certainly we're now thinking about from a risk perspective. So when we look at companies, we do think, how is Brexit going to impact those companies? How are their supply chains going to be impacted? Are they robust enough to deal with the potential of a shifting supply chain that they may have to, to uh, implement? So that's the risk side. Um, for our business, obviously, that there's also a change in that we're now going to have the Luxembourg entity and the UK entity, um, but they're both going to be rated the same. So that generally uh, becomes a much easier implementation point of view in terms of how that's being affected. So. I think uh, watch this space, um, but certainly we're ready and, and we're, we're focused on how to make the transition as easy as possible for our clients. And when you're taking in risks, do you have to factor in the possibility of a no Brexit deal? Yeah, so certainly, I mean, we consider all the ramifications of, of a no Brexit deal or a hard Brexit, as they say, and uh, we have to think about the supply chains there and how, how robust a company is in that area. So it's something we, that's certainly on our minds and that we're engaging with, and um, we're engaging with some industry partners who are helping their members, for example, to prepare for Brexit, and we're certainly part of that. And I think it creates a lot of uncertainty, which equally opens an opportunity as well for uh, companies to consider again whether trade credit insurance is a, a tool they should be using given the uncertainty uh, an insurer like AIG that sticks around in the tough times and you know generally has has a position that uh, we don't cancel limits you know that that's the kind of partner that at this stage in in the brexit process is a fantastic partner so mm. I think it's also a great opportunity no, indeed and uh, going to another topic how can collaboration between brokers, banks, and ECOs be improved to support clients? I think this is a, a, a good point. I mean, I'll, I'll focus more on the brokers and the insurers side, uh, given where we are in, in the market. Um, but certainly, I think we're seeing more and more collaboration and, and value out of the brokers that we're working with closely on, on driving bank business and trying to speed up our ability to respond. There are very big volumes, so obviously the broker adds a huge value in, in distilling those volumes and providing the risks that they know are in our sweet spot, so we've spent a lot of time with that. I think it's a lot about communication. I think also there are times when it does help to let the insurer speak directly with the bank, with the broker as well, but just to hear from the business people who can give us more clarification on the way the deals work. And so I think there's a balance to be had there, um, but it's it's a very symbiotic relationship. So uh, very, very positive about uh, where we've been growing relationships and uh, driving more business. And do you think um, ECAs could ever crowd out private insurers? I mean, I think they play in different parts of the market. In my previous life, I did a lot of ECA-backed deals, and they were usually longer tenors than what I'm working on, um, and, and also perhaps some of the tougher jurisdictions. Mm. And so I think there's really a place for both, and I think uh, there are different parts of um, AIG that also do work on those areas, like the, the structured uh, finance part. Um, but I think there's, again, there's, there's a place for both. Um, so. I think particularly as we see economy shift and political risk change, I mean, ECAs are, are very good partners in, in that space and can support uh, their kind of national members that they're, they're, they're driving. Um, but at the same time, private insurers also have a lot of risk appetite and, and are there with um, big balance sheets. So mm. I think there's, there's a, a, a partnership there. And a hot topic from last year was the idea of a standardized product. Are we any closer to that? So I think 
standardized product is kind of a misnomer in itself because trade has lots of products. And so there's not going to be a standardized trade product. And so you probably won't have a standardized insurance product, if you will. Where I think we are is we understand there needs to be more standardization of insurance generally. So can you have uh, a standard around fields of information where all of the same fields are included uh, for, for where they're the same for each product and then you can have specific fields for you know whether it's receivables versus payables you'll have different information and so can you really standardize within those trade products the information that an insurer requires I believe yes and certainly we're working on a number of uh, industry projects one with Willis which is kicking off very soon with a number of insurers and a number of banks where we're actually providing the initial policy um, to, to kind of work together on as a base to create a standardized wording I you know I believe in that and I think that's where the industry has to go so that we can speed up and be be better providers to our bank clients all right brilliant and final question do you think digitalization is the magic bullet the private insurance market needs? I think digitization slash technology is going to help us and enable us to grow more profitably. And I think there's no way around that, that we do have to use technology and data better to speed up how we do things as, as a community. So that's across you know, our competitors, that's our clients, everybody needs to work towards that aim. At the same time, I don't think it's a silver bullet because I don't think you remove the need for humans. I think you just adjust where those humans are going to be playing and driving relationships and doing the more bespoke things. But you can use data and, and tech to speed up, for example, how you write limits, how you drive your algorithms, how you share data to inform your algorithms to make them smarter. Using, for example, payment history to write limits where financials aren't available. These are all things that I think really the insurance industry can use uh, to improve what we do. All right, brilliant. Marilyn, thank you very much for taking this time for this interview. Thank you as well. Cheers.